Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you. That's the voice of Dick Warren, a legend in uh, radio here in the beautiful city of San Diego, California, America's finest city. Hey, Craig Cassie, you're a coach. I am. And I'm <laughs> back, filling in for Alex Terranova, who was on vacation, living a great, thriving life. It's Happy not hierarchy. Maybe, maybe he's filling in for you when he's here. Have you thought about you know, that? We should, we should introduce him to that idea next week. And I'll listen in. I'd love to hear how he takes that. <laughs> All right. Let the people know who you are and what you do besides being a handsome rake. Oh, thank you. Well, hey, everyone. Craig Cassie here. Uh, life coach, executive coach, and sex coach. That means I work with people and how they show up from the boardroom to the bedroom and all of life in between. I'm a big stand for people having a pleasurable, passion-filled life. And if you do want to follow me or find me, Craig Cassie, J-R, that's C-R-A-I-G-C-A-S-S-E-Y-J-R at Instagram for daily insights around all things abundance, sex, and fun. And then my website is just craigcassie.com. Perhaps like many of our listeners, I'm now trying to decide where I do my best work. Is it the bedroom, the boardroom? Pretty sure it's um, <laughs> on the beach. All right. I was going to say, uh, it's not by the pool, Christopher. I feel like yours is definitely out in the sun not, by the water. <laughs> definitely not. And... Um, I'd like to apologize to my pool, pool people now. All right. Uh, my name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, because you have to say it that way. You can find out more about me by going to our sponsor, AccomplishmentCoaching.com or ChristopherMcAuliffe.com, although I think it's time that I updated that website. Have you been to my website today, Craig? No, you have not. No. Have I, I've left that the morning ritual, yeah, sadly. Right. Maybe I have some nice, Nice headshots from 1974. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, okay, before we get to our guest, and I know you want to get there really fast, but tell me about uh, your life and times. What are you up to? What do you want the people to know? What do you want other humans to say about you? What to say about me? Uh, many, many things. <laughs> Only touch the end of this podcast, but what's going on in my life? You know, beyond launching a new group for queer men who want to have it all, right? I feel like so many of us at this point in the pandemic, we feel like we may have lost our mojo, but we're now yearning, we're craving to get back to where we were and then move beyond it. So that's really where I'm meditating at these states. I mean, I might be moving across the world in five months, we don't know. So I'm certainly really keen to help people, A, realize what they desire and then actualize it in the here and now and not just waiting for some pandemic to end in the who knows when future. Right. Beautiful, man. That's thanks for doing that work. Also, uh, we should point out that I am the, uh, you know, old white guy who's married with kids and, you know, straight and heteronormative and heterosexist, probably. And, you know, like that, trying to learn. And uh, you are partnered. You are a, a, a proud gay man. And um, anything else about your life and times that you want people to know besides the construction in the alley? Yeah, uh, I'm actually, I no longer identify as gay. This is kind of the fun part that we're taking on right now. I'm pansexual. You know, when I really? grew up, I was an individual who uh, attraction felt super black and white. If you were not fully straight, then you were anything but straight. It's where my mind went. And in the last five years, especially, just dawned on me that my attractions expanded more than just men. 
it doesn't happen often. It's like once in a blue moon, every two years, I find someone whom I'm very attracted to, but energetically it goes across the board now. So I've taken on changing all of my social media and updating my family. Can imagine my mom's especially curious now, especially after all yeah. the conversations we had when I was 15 saying, I will never. <laughs> right. Now, how does your partner feel about this? Oh, he's happy and supportive. I mean, he, I think, was uh, uh, curious at first because he relates to me as super gay. <laughs> I think I've been showing up in the world that way. If you see me on a Pride weekend, you will probably agree. Uh, but it was a, we had a really juicy conversation around what actually is attraction across multiple spectrums. I'm not talking about gender identity, but romantic attraction, sexual attraction, even looking at spiritually, who are we just really attracted to being around? Yeah. And what does it mean to live a life where we're actually open to that? So we're in the throes of opening our relationship. I'm super open to begin with, and he's newer to the process. So I've been slow in my role, and he's been dipping his toes in the water. And uh, I'm really proud of him for trying it out. And it's for him. But even if it's for him, it still is new and it feels uncomfortable. So it just looks a little bit different. And that's completely okay. Wow. Well, best of luck. And if you don't mind, I'll check in with you. Because I know that there are probably, you know, many, many people dealing with some similar thoughts or issues. So I appreciate you being so open, as always, and so willing to share your process and like that. I'm... um, uh, I've lost you now. That's just sad. Oh, okay. It's back. <laughs> yeah. So that'll happen when you go uh, answer some text, some random things. Is that what's going to happen? We're just That's when break. I just brighten my screen so I can see you all more clearly. <laughs> I got it. Okay, good. I'm, well, I, I'd like to apologize now that you can see us more clearly. Um, the thing that uh, I'm struggling with right now is um, some really great choices that in a different time would be really great choices, right? And I have to, it feels like I have to make the right choice. And, you know, I can, I can disempower and be burdened by anything, apparently. So being able to, like, make some powerful choices for myself and my family, especially with regard to, you know, what we do with our time, how we live and where we live. And it's just, like, all day, all night. Do you know what I mean? I'm barely here to talk to you right now because I'm like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do, is there, a, is there something I haven't seen? You know, and every once in a while, I'll get on a phone with my coach or somebody and be like, okay, so I think I've narrowed it down to these two choices. And then they, being coaches, will say, well, why is it just two choices? What else, you know, have you thought about what you really want and what's in tune with your life purpose and all that stuff? And it, I so love to reduce it. Let me just reduce yeah. it to two equally unpleasant options instead of continuing to bring in possibility and and the higher view so i say to share all of that just a so that you might be interested but b because i think it's also a great introduction to our guest today yeah so thank you well <laughs> we haven't exactly introduced you i'm sorry about the clunkiness in my mind craig took that and ran with it but not actually in in reality oh by the way little David Bowie and Labyrinth there. That's Dave. Oh, love it. Um, all right. This is Tony Martinetti. He's a, a trusted advisor, coach, experienced creator, author, podcast host. So he's already got notes for us and speaker. 
25 years of business and management experience, formal training, and curiosity to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change and unlock their true potential. He is the founder and chief inspiration officer of Inspired Purpose Coaching, also the host of the Virtual Campfire podcast, and author of Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating the Journey to an Inspired Life. Please welcome to our microphones and our video, Tony Martinetti. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. And I just have to say, um, I'm already feeling this sense of welcome into this space. Um, hearing Craig speak and yourself, Christopher, I really um, had the sense of like, you know, wanting to transcend the boundaries of what we often place ourselves in. We don't have to be anything. You know, our boxes that we put ourselves in are, they're not necessary. We have to often just open ourselves up to being whatever we want to be and, and feel free. And uh, I think that's one of the things that my story lends itself really well to is, is helping people to transcend that box that we hold ourselves back into, but also to carry from what you were saying, Christopher, I often say, expand your vision, narrow your focus, like get expansive first, but then narrow it down so you can feel as though you're making a choice. I love that. I'm here to open more my box that. even more. Thanks to you, Tony. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious. We were talking before the recording began. You are the, the chief inspiration officer and, and you share that that is a title that you feel you must earn. And if there's one relationship I have to titles, so I treat them very much like a box I must consistently fulfill and check to show up. So I'm curious, how do you be with that in your own life? Yeah, um, it's actually how I make a lot of my choices is this feeling of like, well, if I'm not feeling the inspiration in the things that I'm doing in with the people I'm working with, I have to make a decision. If this is not lighting me up, then why am I doing it? Why am I choosing to, to live and, and do the work that I'm doing if it's not fulfilling me in a way? Now, granted, most people are listening like, oh my God, like, does that mean you don't do anything that, you know, that's hard or that is not pleasant? Well, of course I do many unpleasant things, but um, I'm always mindful of things that aren't serving me. And I check in with myself and I say, if this isn't serving me and it doesn't have a, a path to serving me, then maybe it's not for me. It has to be connected to a bigger purpose for me. That inspiration is at the core of everything. And it is um, what I'm always looking for. The light, the thing that's sparking me up. If it's not there, then maybe it's time to check in with myself and say, is this really what I'm meant to be doing? I want to, I love that you're referencing purpose, but let's, let's talk about purpose. Cause there are, yeah. in my experience, and I'm totally willing to be wrong. There are basically two camps, so to speak, about life purpose, right? There are those people who believe that you create your life purpose, you get to say, right? My life purpose is playing marbles better than anyone else in the world, right? Or there are other people who believe that, or a camp, if you will, that uh, their purpose is somehow given to them by the divine or some conception of, you know, the universe, right? It bestows it upon us and it's ours to find. Like you got to go dig for it or discover it or realize it or be curious or something. What, what do you think? I think our purpose is always trying to find us, that we're not trying to find it, that it's there. It's just a matter of us continuing to, um, to do things every day that are 
continuing to reveal who we are. Um, it's those moments when we're stretching ourselves out, building our capacity to, to find the things that we're meant to be doing. Um, and they come in little, you know, like I said, inspiration points or daily practices that, you know, we have to continue to say that thing I did yesterday that really got me excited. I really enjoyed that, that not only did I enjoy it, but I was really good at it. And I felt like I was doing something that was meaningful. So those, that was a clue that I want to pursue more of. Um, and if you're doing something that is not connected to that, if you're feeling as though I'm doing this work that doesn't fill me with any sense of purpose, any sense of connection, anything bigger than, than what I'm doing, then I know that there's something wrong there. Um, I either am not seeing the big picture or I'm just not doing work that is, that is meant for me. So it's looking at the clues that get laid out through those daily practices, the, the daily events that you trend that transpire. So I think those points are clues that you have to continue to, to follow, but you can't just sit around and expect it to just arrive on your plate and say, okay, why, why is purpose not finding me? No, it, you have to actually get into action and do something. And as you do something, you're learning about who you are. Oh man, that makes the last 40 years of my life look terrible. So just sitting around waiting, no? Okay, all right. Yeah. There's no DoorDash yet for purpose, unfortunately. It, there needs to be an app developer. The guy who made Wordle, if you are listening, please make us see the passion app. But Tony, I, I lit up over here as you were talking about that purpose is something that you uncover, that you learn about. And I think one stuff that I experience with my clients so often is that purpose feels almost like uh, the top of the mountain, the summit that we reach, the plateau, at which point all of life <laughs> is unveiled. And I think there's something so empowering about your definition where we're actually, it's almost like it's um, a living thing that we just learn and explore more about, you know, as we go through life and that there mm. are probably times where we have very clear purpose and then life changes and our purpose also evolves to meet this new realm exactly so as you look at you know you're a chief inspiration officer who's uh, two and a half years now <laughs> through a pandemic <laughs> mm -hmm. how, how are you leveraging inspiration and supporting clients who are who are also being with their evolving uh purpose or you know feeling that they don't have them yeah i love this question because I think this pandemic has really hit people for a loop and the sense that it's not just about like, oh, you know, sitting in despair and saying, oh, you know, what do I do now? Um, you know, I feel so burnt out. I feel like I'm languishing in this space. Um, but it's also given everyone a pause to say, gosh, what I was doing before wasn't really serving me anyways. So now I get a chance to really um, take inventory of a path for, you know, of what I have right now and what I want to do going forward. Maybe I can set a new intention for the path forward so that the next few years and, you know, the path that I'm driving towards next is not necessarily the same that I've been on. It's recharting a course. Yeah. And do you mind if I follow up on your question, Craig? Cause yeah. this, this is something I'm struggling with both personally and professionally as I support others, which is, yeah, I can hear the, the wisdom in what you said, 
But so many of us are so beleaguered, burdened, or, or knocked down by this thing, especially those of us that are experiencing grief or loss. So, yeah. you know, inspiration seems like a, a happy idea that should be there someday, but isn't there right now for most of us. Do you have any tips, techniques, or tools that uh, can get us more in touch with either an inspirational framework or, an, or a better point of view? Because frankly, so many of us are down yeah. So there's three things that I always think about. Number one is um, when I talked about inventory, it's really about being um, thinking about the gratitude that you have. What have you done in the past that has brought you to where you are today? What can you be grateful for that has brought you to this point today? Um, even the wounds that we've experienced, the challenges and the, the, the things that have made us pause and think like, oh, this has been, uh, you know, a real challenge that I've had to navigate have brought us strengths to move forward. So it's important to reflect and um, look at that past through a, a, a lens of gratitude. And the best vehicle to do that is through journaling and writing. Even if you just write down some thoughts about what you've been navigating through it gets it out of your head and allows you to be um, have an outlet to um, exercise some of those um, elements. And then the other thing is connection. You can't just be sitting on um, by yourself day in and day out and expect that this is going to get better just by yourself. If you're going through grief, you're going through some challenges you know, the best thing you can do is have a conversation with somebody, a meaningful conversation. Um, I, my tagline has always been inspiration through honest conversation. And I think the most important thing we can do at this point is to have a conversation with somebody who's going to help us to see the world in a different way, to change our lens, even if it means just comforting us through those moments of like, gosh, I'm not feeling great about the way things are. Another person will help you to see it maybe through a different way, a different lens. That's beautiful. You know, I, I hear the compassion that you share that with. So my experience of you is you, you both be the work as <laughs> you're speaking it to us. Yeah. And I also get curious because you have a unique background. I would say I, you have a background <laughs> in finance and executive strategy, and, and I don't hear finance and think, wow, this guy one day is going to be leading the world in an inspirational movement um what happened how'd you go from there to here i'd love to learn it's a great i love that you bring this up because it's interesting if i if i were to go far back into my in my past i was originally um a, a student or you know a child um who was an artist i drew and paint painted for you know my that was my passion and it, interestingly enough one of the things that i did a lot of painting of is environments, rooms, like they were always about emotional experiences of rooms that people would have when they, when they got into these, these places, they'd be happy or they'd be sad, or they'd be about certain themes. And I was always praised for that. And then there came this point as I got older, when well-meaning adults, you know, I won't say names, name names, but they told me like, you got to you got to figure out what you're going to do with your life. You're going to have to do something more meaningful to make a living. So I went pre-med, of course, and that's a great transition. Um, and then eventually that 
um, lended itself into becoming in a business major. Um, so I graduated with uh, a business degree, but then I eventually landed myself in the world of doing finance and strategy in biotech. So it all felt fine and great, but ultimately everyone along my journey who interacted with me would say to me, like, gosh, you're not the typical finance person. And I'd say to them, like, what does that look like, really? I don't even know what you mean, but I would often say that that's this is the path that I'm on. I'm going to continue on this path, continue to drive myself towards being this finance executive, um, if you will. But deep down, I've always been that person, the artist, the person who loves to to see people, to see the beauty in life in a, from a different lens. And I just kept on stuffing it down um, below, beneath this, this view of have to be professional, have to be analytical until I broke free and got myself out of that, um, that box, as, I, as you will, and uh, decided that my purpose is much bigger than this. You say break free and I imagine there are people out there who are questioning, is now my time to break free? Should I yeah. wait more years? And was there a breaking point or, or what was the actual onus that had you say, enough, no more stuffing it down. That's my time. Yeah. So there's really two, two points in my life that were big. The first one was um, when I was actually a very dark point. Um, I was burning myself out, working so hard to try and, um, try and, put on a good facade of like, you know, making sure I was doing good work to the point where I was working, you know, burning the midnight oil, getting up early, you know, just continuing to drive, drive, drive to be the best financial executive I could be. But at the end of the day, like I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't being with my family. I wasn't enjoying life. Um, on the outside, people saw a picture of success. They saw this person who was still putting a happy face on. But inside, I was feeling very empty, very unfulfilled. Um, so I was, I was burnt out. I was depressed, you know, and I decided that I had to hold on to something to keep me going. And that was the one thing that kept me holding on was the sense that I had to be there for my son. I wanted to see my son, you know, grow up. I wanted to see what he would turn into. He's brilliant. He's 13 years old. So he's, um, he's on the path to becoming um, just into this amazing person. And I can't wait to see what he does turn out to be. But it was that glimmer of hope that kept me going. So that was the first turning point. And it got me to claw my way out of that dark point. And the second one was when I was sitting in a boardroom at a biotech company. Now, granted, I've been working in this industry for almost 25 years. And it was rewarding because we served this great purpose of you know, helping to save lives. And a lot of the leaders I worked for in this industry had great purposes of like putting the patient at the center of everything we do. Amazing. But then there were some leaders who had this idea that like it was about their image and protecting their image. And this particular day, I was sitting in a boardroom and these two leaders were fighting it out about who was right and who was wrong. And I looked around and I said, there's like 40 people in this room and they're all checked out looking at their cell phones. This is not inspiring. This is not the way leaders should be. So I decided to walk out. And I told myself that I'm going to leave the room to change the room. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I decided that that somehow I'm going to 
burn, uh, you know, I'm going to walk away from this world of corporate and I'm going to do something different with my life. That's going to be a, a purpose that will be served. And that's what I did. And of course, the journey then begins where I had to figure out what the heck to do. <laughs> right. I, I'm pretty sure I worked with those two guys. Um, yeah. By the way. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for, thanks for taking that. You know, I, I uh, relate to you on a couple of different levels there. I also have a 14 year old girl and a 12 year old boy. And so I, I feel you, but the, the thing that I notice is I'm trying to impart to them the piece that like probably giving them a lopsided view, right? Cause not unlike you, I went into finance and did some things, you know, for 20 years before I thought, I think I'd rather have my coach's job than my job. Right. And, um, I noticed that my daughter, for example, brilliant, you know, straight A student, just everything you'd always hope for as a parent in academics, but loves to draw, loves to draw and dance. She, that's all she wants to do. She'll, yeah, you know, I'll get my homework done. And then I want to go draw and dance. And so to try and foster both things in our younger people and in our leaders, you know, not just younger people, but people with white hair like me can mm. actually learn, you know, to do. Yeah, thanks. There is some <laughs> hair there, Craig. Um, uh, to, <laughs> way to throw me off the, off the line. Um, the uh, can actually learn to bring in the joy, the passion, the creativity that we probably, I mean, for a lot of people in my generation, we denied ourselves that for decades, right? Yeah. And I love, I love what you said earlier about like journaling and things, but I really love that you were a painter in, you know, environmental scenes and stuff like that. Is there, is that something that you invite your clients or other people and maybe your son to do is to like practice different creative arts so that they can see what they like or yeah. are good at? Which maybe yeah. I love that you bring this up because I think this is exactly um, this is where, as I've come full circle, there's an element of of seeing creativity from a different lens. Is that like we are all creative in our own way, and it does it manifests in different in different um, through different you know um, vehicles through different mediums, and I think ultimately the more and more we allow ourselves to free ourselves from the confines of what we define to be creative and what we define to be um, the box that we have to sit in, we can allow ourselves to do so much more and, and to unlock that potential that we have in ourselves. And one of the ways that I like to do that is when I'm working with leaders, I get them to think about like, how would you be able to think about your situation if you could bring in the artist into the room? If you could bring the scientists into the room, you know, how do you allow yourself to just unlock the creativity through using um, a lens that you don't normally do? Almost like the Debon Edward de Bono's thinking hats. Yeah. Feels almost <clears throat> archetypal. And I love the idea of taking these people because my experience, the longer you work in a field <clears throat> and the higher you rise up in a sector, people seem to go one of two ways. A, they get very rigid and entrenched yeah. in their own patterns that get them to a certain point and all of a sudden they realize uh, the, the you know the road stopped here what then or they're the people who seem to really outsource additional support to make sure things go differently and uh imagine for some of those people who have up until this point been a bit more rigid this is quite the breakthrough 
and probably mm-hmm. emotional at some points too. Do you find when you work with clients who they, they tap back into their creativity for the first time in a long time that there's ever a release or, or a, you know, a, a becoming of, of something different? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so funny you mentioned that because I used to describe it as being like having um, breathing deep for the first time when someone says like, you've given me permission to actually breathe deeper than I have in the past. It's like they've been holding tight in their chest and like restraining themselves in this way that says like, this is how I have been navigating my world because that's what was expected of me almost. And now you've given me permission through our conversations. And I often say it's like, you did this, not me. Um, But you've given me permission to be free of all those constraints. And then not only did you free me up, but you've also given me this chance to say, don't try to do everything, just narrow it down and allow yourself to just say, this is the path for me to take next. And don't be so attached to that outcome that it's like, this is the only path, but it's more, let's just see where this goes. I'm an only path person, Tony. I could have used you about a decade ago. <laughs> College would have been a lot more fun. I would have a lot more sleep. Uh, <laughs> me so. too. I, you know, I, I used to be that way too. And that's why I think this serves me just as much as it serves the people I work with. So it's a double win. Whenever I um, have these conversations, they fill me up as much as they fill other people up. Well, by now, some of our listeners are wanting to know how they work with you or how they could find out more about your work. Where do, where do we go? What do we do? How can we hang out with Tony? Well, I love that idea. Um, I love hanging out with people who really do understand and get what we're up to in the world here as coaches and leaders and trusted advisors. Um, but the best place to find me is um, inspiredpurposecoach.com. And if you go there, you can find out all types of information about me and find my book, my podcast, all the fun stuff. Thanks. And you, and you work one-on-one with people, you have group options. What, what sort of options do people have to work? The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, one-on-one and group options are are what my jam is, if you will. And uh, I also do leadership development programs inside of organizations. So um, yeah. I want to join one of those in the future. Now, Tony, you you also shared the story, a bit of the backstory to your logo. I'd love yes. to just learn more because that logo, you are inspiring, but that logo is especially inspired. So what what is the meaning behind it? Yeah, I mean, what, what is if you really look closely at the, the logo, um, it's it has the sacred geometry inside. And I think what's important about that is that when you think about there are hidden patterns in everything we do. And I think when I was thinking about who I was and what I was going to be doing is I want to make sure people look at the, hat- the patterns that are driving them and think very much about what patterns that they need to break so that they could ensure that they're moving forward in a way that is more intentional. Maybe that pattern that they're, that is behind what they're doing is serving them. And maybe it isn't. Um, The most important thing is to see that if you look deeper into something, there's something else going on that you're not seeing. So that was why I was very intentional in, in using that. And it just comes to this. If you look at it, there's a light bulb there too, which is to say, 
you know, that when you see that pattern, you can actually light yourself up through that process, illuminating who you are. I love it. I also am present to, uh, and I imagine there are spectrums to what serves us. And my experience with my own coaching, you know, being five years on this journey, it's what I thought served me usually does not serve me as much as my inner truth would point me in a different direction. And then what that direct me to does not serve me as much as something else. Like that we go deeper and deeper. There's almost like a, as we up level, it's also a, the depth to which we're able to drop is even more uh, illuminating. So mm-hmm. I really love the, your work. What I hear is it, it really feels like a container where people get to just be come into contact with their truth, maybe for the first time in a long time but also have some fun while doing it. Like your essence, you are such play in this space. And I imagine there's a lot of um, a play in your work. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules or training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. Absolutely. I mean, we have to have fun in some, in some aspect of the work we do. I mean, if you're not having some fun, then you're missing the boat. Um, so I try to enjoy the work. I look at it as this is artistry at its best. When you think about the conversations we're having, this allows you to, to paint, um, a new life, paint a new way of looking at the world. Um, and I think when you take that view of a person coming together, co-creating together, it's really a beautiful thing when people start to see their life in a new way and they can see that this thing they're creating is going to, to give them joy for years to come or a lifetime, hopefully. I, uh, one of the things I'm hearing throughout our conversation and really mostly from you, Tony, although I think Craig in your conversation too, is some reference to something beyond us, right? Some mm-hmm. conception of the divine or some, something larger than us. Do you want to, share tony what your either spiritual connection or practice or the import of of having some notion of a spiritual connection at least maybe i'm picking up 
something other than what you're laying down, but I think I hear it in your speaking. Yeah, it's a good question. And honestly, uh, I don't necessarily, you know, have this like one thing that is like religiously, this is the thing that I'm, I'm connected to. I've, um, I've traveled a lot in the world. And one of the things I've realized is that there's that my uh, connection with spirituality is that there's so much around us that we can connect to. Nature has so many elements of spirituality, if you're willing to listen. There's a lot of things that I've learned from, you know, different cultures and the way that they navigate the world, you know, just by you allowing yourself to give in and let go of your own preconceived notions of what you think the world is, going into different cultures and allowing yourself to breathe in that culture, their spirituality. It's so important. I spent a period of time in India and I really enjoyed um, learning about Buddhism. Now, I'm not a Buddhist, but I really got a chance to understand the principles of Buddhism. And I really enjoyed it for someone who grew up Catholic. And that was all I knew growing up to be able to have this other lens. It's really powerful. Um, so I think, you know, there's no one thing, but knowing that there's all these other things out there and being open to taking in the, the best parts of each one of these religions. And that's where really where I'm at. Craig, same question, if you're willing. Uh, there's some notion of spirit or a larger something that in your speaking too. anything you want to point to? Sure. I mean, a spiritually ever evolving <laughs> experience yeah. of my relationship with that. And I think it, you know, I began my spiritual journey in a supremely religious household who has thankfully been willing to evolve with me as my queerness definitely disrupted what their views of what was right and just in the world could be. Um, and, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. There's nothing quite like a mother's love who's willing to go against, you know, religious dogma and doctrine and then, you know, try to shake up the church. Hell, one Christmas she got the pastor to let me give half of the Christmas sermon. So, you know, she was committed to things going differently. She also was inspired. She, <laughs> she uh, as a person with that light bulb as well. But for me today, it's just I experience everything as spirit. And I just look for what is spirit communicating to me. Uh, where a spirit where I might be ignoring it, which, you know, <laughs> shows up every now and again too. And uh, I'm also tapping back into really the idea of what is magic and not quite like illusion magic or, you know, mirrors and cards, but like when I think of the word magic and spirit, I think of what are the impossibilities that I hold on to as true that are still happening all around me. And if I were to allow myself just to be moved by spirit, and to stop holding on to these quote unquote impossibilities of how fast something can go, how big something can go, how quickly I can heal, or a relationship can heal, and what is possible. So, while I say I'm steeped in a magic tradition right now, no. Am I tiptoeing in? Am I wading in the waters? Yes. And is it exciting? Totally. But it's also a, a bit of an unnerving experience of spirituality because it is mm -hmm. letting go of so much and just accepting being used by something other than what I have in my head based on what you said earlier i just love the notion of and today's homily will be brought to us by super gay craig <laughs> you know that's basically how it felt <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure but you know i love the i love the melding i love the bridging right which is truly 
in my experience, completely authentic to who you are and your brand, right, is the bridging of all cultures and all humans. So thanks for doing that work and thanks for giving that, making that headway in the church. I'm, um, what I'm, what I'm connecting to is inspired purpose coaching, right? So if we believe that our, co that being connected to something larger than us is important, <coughs> pardon me, and if we believe that this sort of inspirational piece is important, um, I guess, I guess this is a sort of a bonehead question and I apologize, but mm -hmm. what's a first step for most people who are just dealing in the rat race of life or the beleaguerment of the pandemic, as I mentioned earlier, what's a step that we can take? And I heard you, I heard you say, you know, gratitude, connection like that, but is there something that's a, that's a basic or even easier or even more, more powerful first step? Yeah. I mean, the first step is really thinking about what's, what sparks you up? What are the things that bring you joy? And do more of that. If, if you're not doing anything in your life that's not bringing you joy, then it's time to find some connection to something that brings you something of, of enjoyment in your life. Um, and that does not mean leave your job at all. It means, you know, simply thinking about, well, if I got into this job in the first place, there must have been something that drove me here. Have I lost that connection? Maybe that's what I need to do is just to, to take a pause, step away and say, gosh, where have I lost the color of my life? And how can I bring that color back in? Yeah, I, totally love yeah. I love that you name it as a connection too. Because I think mm -hmm. so many of us, we see in our in relationship with desire at some point in our life, a new job, a new relationship. And you know, I coach people through various sex mm -hmm. and infidelities and healing and having thriving relationships after the fact. And one of the common experiences is, they lose connection to their why, like what had them in love before, what had the other person turn them on or <clears throat> what had the life they were living be so good because there's, there's pain or there's discontent or there's hurt in the way. And as you help people reconnect to that joy and let's say they have some blocks, whatever they might be, uh, what are some blocks that are common that you end up working with and, and really how do you support people getting beyond them? Yeah. One of the biggest ones is that if people not feeling like they're good enough at what they do, they, they haven't received any acknowledgement from people that they're on the right path. So they start to feel like they're putting some, themselves down in thinking like, oh, I must be on the wrong path because this is not working out. And, you know, one of the best ways to start that is say not working out yet you know, add the yet at the end, because sometimes we need to think about where we are in our journey and also celebrate where you are. Um, one of the best things that I can do for somebody is to see their brilliance and celebrate who they are. Um, because we don't do that. We don't do that for ourselves. We don't see who we are. And so when you feel as though like all of the life has been drained from your work, from your life, the first thing you can do is maybe think about, well, what am I missing? What am I missing in, in, um, in my life that needs to be put back in, or at least noticed that I'm not really noticing. 
oftentimes we get hung up on this element of like needing validation from the people. And we often do. I don't know anyone who doesn't look for validation externally, um, but we have to validate ourselves first. Oh, so good. I keep, I keep hanging on your words like, and what's next? And what's next? Um, let's go, let's go to a different direction. So you wrote a book. Yes. Bless you for doing that. Cause anybody who's ever started writing a book knows that it's no small thing to have completed and published a book, climbing the right mountain, navigating the journey to an inspired life. What did, what prompted did you write the book? What's the spark that you wanted to give people through that? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the journey to writing the book was it was a short book, but it's, it took a long time for me to sit down and make that happen. Um, and the reasoning behind it for writing the book was really that I got to this place where I felt like a lot of the people I was working with, they were sharing me, sharing me the same types of challenges. And I felt like, my gosh, I, I think I need to put together something, you know, a roadmap to help others on their journey to get them going. Um, this is not going to solve everyone's problems, but at least will give them some insights and thoughts about how to change the course they're on. Um, and that's what really got me going. Um, I, I had the thought that I would connect to the mountains because I do love mountains. I love climbing. One of the things that is on my agenda for the rest of this year in August, I'm going to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. So I'm excited about that. Um, but that, that's what really got me going about this idea of, you know, climbing the right mountain is about really connecting to the path that you're meant to be on. And it doesn't have to be a struggle. It can be one of joy. So that was the purpose behind the book. I guess so curious around the word right, especially, because how many of us yeah. are on the, well, would say right or wrong, we're on a mountain that is not fun or serving us or that we're making wrong. Yeah. Um, and then you also have another another offering beyond just your services. You also host a podcast, correct? Yes. The virtual campfire. Yes, yes. The virtual campfire. Um, this to me has been um, truly a gift. Um, a gift in the sense that um, not only has it served people, but it's been a, it's served the guests who have come on, and it served me. <laughs> so it's been uh, you know on multiple fronts. The whole concept behind the podcast is that I bring people on who have they're doing big things in the world, but they don't just arrive where they are. They've been through a journey. Everyone starts small. So how do they become the person they are? They've gone through a transformational journey of some sort that has revealed who they are. Um, and I intentionally chose the campfire because I think stories have been told through at the campfire for eons. Um, and I think it's such a powerful way to get people to be authentic, to be real around the campfire. Um, I tell people stories or people tell their stories through what's called flashpoints, um, points in your journey that have ignited your gifts in the world. And, you know, as we're doing that, I think it's powerful is that I've heard people tell me, you know, things that I've never shared this part of my story before. And, you know, the way that you've created this space, it allows me to really open up on some ideas that I've never thought that I would be sharing. Uh, so it's been a great journey. Um, I've had people email me and say like that episode really changed the way that I was headed uh, in my life. And to me, that is worth more 
than any amount of likes and um, reviews that I could ever, ever, ever yeah. imagine. Knowing that you're impacting someone. Where do we find that virtual campfire podcast? It's available on all channels, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's also, I have a link to it on my website. Um, in fact, on my website, I, we do a full um, uh, write-up blog post for each episode. You can find information there. I've recorded uh, over 150 episodes. And um, yeah, it's been a great journey. Um, and I'm just thrilled and honored that the people who have trusted me with their story. So. We're, uh, we'd be delighted to have it also on Accomplishment Media. Um, yes. Brand, brand awareness. The, uh, the thing that I'm... Um, wanting to ask and it's kind of embarrassed to ask another podcast host on a podcast but our podcast still viable these days i mean it seems like everyone has podcasts right is this a is this a good idea by the way i'm gonna blow on my wine so that it's more believable nice um i think it's a viable um uh, avenue for sharing ideas and sharing people's you know um you know to bring people out there i mean honestly it depends on how you look at it if you're going to bring a podcast out to the world that is just going to be just like everything else, then yeah, maybe, you know, pass on that. But if you can create um, a space that is different, that really is authentic. Um, and, you know, even if it's listened to by 10 people, that all, all that matters is that you're creating an impact on one individual. Um, and I think to me, it's about the conversation that you're having and the impact that you're having on the people around you. So I think it's a viable, um, still viable, but it all depends on the intention that you're putting into it. Cool, it thanks. Podcasting or TikTok, it's the intention either way. Because Christopher has been hemming and hawing about getting on TikTok and I'm just here to say, now's your time. This could be your flashpoint moment, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, and then I could talk about it on Tony's podcast. Wait a second, maybe Tony has to get a TikTok. I don't know. Um, thank you so much. Tony, you're also one of our more generous guests. You've got a giveaway for our listeners, our observers, our people who are vacuuming. Uh, what would you like to give people? I would love to give people um, the uh, um, a copy of the... Um, um, hold on a second. I just I needed to find that. Sure, something about seven traits. Is yes. The yes. Thank you so much. I wanted to make sure I was on the right path there. Um, I'm going to give them um, the seven traits of the inspired leader. It's a um, it's a great way to get a taste of of how I work with people and just a great insights into how to lead people in the inspired way. Now, just off the top of your head, how many of those traits do you think Craig has has exhibited here today? <laughs> great. <laughs> I would say at least four or five. Nice. I'm gonna take it. That's above fifty percent. I'm yes. feeling pretty damn inspired going to lunch after this. How I got through college. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Um, I think our time has flown flown by here, but um, I want to give you the last. Uh, unless you've got something hot, Craig, I'm I'm ready to give Tony our last sort of parting thought or parting shot. Tony, if you had something to say to a few thousand coaches today, what would you have us know, take with us, or chew on as you're that yeah. we go on about our day. Well, if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like something's not working out, the best thing you can do is just step away, expand your vision and narrow your focus because there's always a way through this, these challenging times 
but you have to get yourself a new perspective. Beautiful. It ends as it began. That is Tony Mignetti. You can find him at inspiredpurposecoach.com. That's inspiredpurposecoach.com. Uh, get the book, Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating the Journey to an Inspired Life. Tune in to the Virtual Campfire podcast available wherever fine podcasts are available. I thank you so much for your work and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's really great to be with you. Craig, uh, I got an idea from Tony, which is maybe we should be doing this podcast instead of, at least for my time zone, it's first thing in the morning. I know you, it's midday. Maybe we should be doing it at night with actual, you know, wine cocktails. Maybe it could be like more of a romantic setting with some like, I don't know, fire ro roaring in the background. And no, that's on brand for me. I've got bearskin rugs. So, of course, because the real would be cruel, but... <laughs> We want to create a scene. And if listeners, you want to hear us podcasting on wine, let us know. Our emails are open. We are open to inspiration. <laughs> I hear a sponsor coming up, you know. Wine That's, sponsors. Right. That's right. And when we drink, we drink Keenan Vineyard. That's right. Um, uh, thank you so much. Where, where are you going to appear next or where should people be looking for you, Craig Cassie? Once again, you can find me on Instagram on the daily. That's uh, Craig Cassie Jr. C R A I G C A S S E Y J R for tons of daily, just you know, thoughts, revelations, and some real talk about what's really going to make a difference in your life. And that's the best place to go to find me. I'm re I'm really have to get on that Instagram. It seems very popular. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and MySpace. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I want to shout out also to our longtime sponsor of the program. Hey, if you're looking for coach training, and especially if you're one of the few people interested in the world's finest coach training program, truly transformation, people, something that will bring you transformation, really, check out accomplishmentcoaching.com. They've sponsored this program for nigh on 19 years, and we are grateful for that. And uh, Craig Cassie, I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here today in either in support of Alex or as a replacement of Alex or when Alex isn't replacing you. It's really great to be here. Dethrone Alex right now. That's the journey I'm getting, but happy to be here. Always a pleasure, Christopher. Clear. Next time we'll put you in a ring together and only one can come out. Tony Martinetti, thank you so much for being with us and uh, continued success in everything you do. And you, dear listener, thank you for your time and attention today. Uh, each week we bring you people out on the cutting edge of coaching or people you need to know about or people who are just darn interesting right here on the Coaching Show podcast uh, on Accomplishment Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.